buddy! Hi, friends. Well, from beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah... It's Thank God I'm Atheist! The podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up on the show today, Dan, we're going to be talking about what conservatives get wrong about sexual predators. Surely nothing. (laughs) Surely they are the experts... In sexual, well, I mean, well, crime, they kind of are, but not in the way that they should be. Uh, but yes, we will. We so trigger warning. Yeah. Um, if that conversation, sexual predation of children, mm. is uh is triggering for you, don't just skip the last, the second half of the, the show. second, the yeah, the last Af- segment after, of the show. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but we will still, we will try to be, uh, I don't know, we're going to goof on it, but we're we're going to be real. Yeah. So. That's fine. Yeah. Okay, Dan. Yeah. Here's something, a uh, story that caught my eye this Ooh. week from Minneapolis. We don't talk about Minneapolis enough. I First of all, I love saying the name. <laughs> Minneapolis, right? Yeah. Uh, anyway, there's a, a church. It's up the in, smallest of the Apolises. <laughs> there's a church up in Minneapolis that has solved a problem. Oh. They, uh, they, uh, some neighborhood crime. Okay. Uh, Churches tend not to actually solve problems, but no, I'm, no. I'm willing to hear you out. They, 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 there was a, a gas station next to their church <laughs> that was one of those problem gas stations. You know the kind. Everybody knows the problem gas station, right, in their area. We've got a couple in my neighborhood. Um, And they actually end up using a solution that one of our gas stations uh, used a variation of in order to solve the crime problem at this gas station. Um, This was the kind of, you know, this this is the kind of place that, like, there were, you know, gunshots, fighting, um, drug deals Mm. going on at the gas station. Right. Okay. Um, and so this uh, church, uh, let's see, it's the Real Believers Faith Center church. God, that, I, you know what? I I hate him already. I just hate that name. Uh, it's headed up by Bishop Larry Cook and his wife, Dr. Sharon Cook. God damn it. I wonder what it's she's getting a doctor worse. of. Everything's getting so much, so much worse. So they, uh, they're like, damn, that gas station's a problem so they bought it oh oh now it's a gas now it's gas for jesus now it's a christian gas station where they blare gospel music from the station speakers and that has had the effect of actually keeping the problems largely away because if there's one thing yeah i wouldn't go to that gas station (laughs) like gospel gospel music they also play church services live over the loudspeaker system right at the gas station also i'm sure keeping people away yeah you know bishop cook he has this to say (laughs) the esteemed bishop cook Mm -hmm. um uh the gas station is where families come (laughs) it's it's where people that are hurting come what, what? what gas station is this? Literally, it, like, well, my six-year-old needs gas, and Grandma's <laughs> feeling real low, so she's probably going to head out there too. What are you talking about? <laughs> it says, and he also says it's where people who want to work mischief go. Mm. Right, working that's, that's mischief they, is that a where, thing? That's where they come. Meaning, that's where they go to the gas station. Uh, <laughs> and so he says that's what me and Doctor Sharon are here to do. Oh, God, he called his wife Dr. Sharon? (laughs) We're here to care about the city. We are here to make a change and help the hopeless. Anyway. um, What if my hopelessness is about your gas station? (laughs) How do you help me with that? I mean, I have to say, as somebody who lives in, in a neighborhood... That has some some issues. Yours is a um, mixed bag neighborhood. It's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've got we've got the 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 Wayne's Corner, which is mm. a real problem, uh, gas station. Uh, <laughs> but down the down the road from Wayne's Corner is a Seven Eleven that that blasts Pavarotti music. Oh, really? It's always Pavarotti. Usually some grand aria, and their theory is this music is so wretched. <laughs> 
<laughs> that it will keep people away. It, and it's like, and it's loud. You get out of the car and you're just like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. But they, they had people hanging out and they felt unsavory and then unsavory crowd hanging out at their, at their seven 11. Oh, good Lord. And, uh, and I mean, it works. You don't want to spend too much time there. <laughs> Indeed. And, and I have no problem with like the music that's, that's being played. I'm just like, this is, this is obnoxious. Change it up a little bit. Pavarotti's nice and all, but like, you know, there are, there is more to classical music. To opera even mm-hmm. than Pavarotti. I don't know, Dan. Anyway, so they're they're um they're 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 gonna use the proceeds to do some from the sale of gas and snacks uh to to do some good in their community. Personally, mm-hmm. I, I just think they're they saw a business opportunity because I mean churches we know are on the decline. And yeah. uh, they're probably hedging a little bit <laughs> yeah. against losing losing thought, membership. Yeah. Or they're doing running a business, calling it a, a ministry, and not paying taxes. <laughs> I mean, they do have to pay taxes on their business endeavors. I don't know, man. I mean, there's probably some tricky accounting that gets money out of it and over to the to the if church. They, I'm not sure how all that would work, but yeah, business is a business. I would not be surprised if that business were registered as a as a nonprofit ministry. <laughs> I would, that would not shock me in the least. Then they need to be giving away gas. Right. Uh, all right. Well, I'm going to uh, take us to the Vatican, mm. where the Pope uh, mm. is, 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 cur- is now, for the first time in his, in his popedom, the only Pope. Oh, yeah. You don't have to specify with the Pope. Right. Are we talking about the Pope or the Pope? Are we talking about one of the popes? Is this pope capitalized? What pope are we talking about? It was a popery before. Oh. And now it is a singular pope. Mm, mm-hmm. Il Papa. That's correct, yeah. Which, why is it il? il I mean, it's ill because, anyway. I, Don't get into Italian. It, cl- we're not going to do Italian class, Tim. Okay, fine. Okay, so Pope Francis, who has had... A grumpy German guy looking over his shoulder. His entire poping <laughs> now has no ger- grumpy German guy. And I, for one, personally think it is no coincidence huh. that suddenly he gives a, an interview with the Associated Press. And uh, when asked about laws that oppress homosexuals, mm-hmm. like, for instance, Florida's don't say gay law. Or any uh, country's mm. laws that either ban them or have anti-sodomy laws or any of that sort of thing. Or where they execute gay people. Y- yes. Right? Correct. I'm looking at you, Saudi Arabia. Right? Uh, yeah. Like, any of those laws. Like There are places in this world. I mean, this isn't just don't say gay, right? That's bad. But, like, gay people's lives are, like, you know... In, yeah. in in danger in a lot Indeed. a lot of places in this world. Indeed, um, Pope Francis has literally come out and said that uh, those are unjust laws. Hmm. All of those laws. Hmm. Okay. I just I you know it's 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 a look. A lot of people on our side of the thing are going to be like, "This is so little. It's so late in the game." Blah hmm. blah blah. But literally, Francis. Pope Francis said uh, about homosexuality that it is not a crime. He said, uh, yes. But is it, it a sin? He says, yes, but, it, but it's a sin. Fine. Oh, okay. this is his, he's, he's literally like having a little conversation with himself. <laughs> he's taking both sides of this. He okay. said, it's not a crime. Yes, but it's a sin. Fine. But first, <laughs> let's distinguish between a sin and a crime. Oh, He's doing a separation of church and state thing. I think that's good. Hmm. He said, and then he added, it's also a sin to lack charity with one another. Which I think is exactly the right tack that a Catholic needs to take. Now, eventually, the you know, I don't give a fuck what churches do. I want them to be out, okay. of, t- out of step with society because I, more and more people will leave. Absolutely. But I think like, that's fine with me. 
but like this this logic of like well let's separate the church and state perspectives here yeah what about abortion catholic church well right can't you can't you be against it as a church and say that it's a sin or whatever right and also be like yeah but like people need to make their own way in their life and make their own decisions about things that are you know I mean, clearly not um, crimes. The most prominent Catholic of the United States of America, Joe Biden, yeah, takes exactly that tack. But the Pope doesn't. Well, who knows? We now that he's seeing, unleashed, yeah, he's man. He's he. <laughs> that, he might he might go rogue. Now that he doesn't have to worry about his phone ringing every time <laughs> he opens his mouth. It's Benedict. You must do it. We we have to talk. <laughs> Get That's how I imagine Benedict talked. I don't think. I think it was a little more. It wasn't. It wasn't. Obviously, it wasn't Harvey Wein, uh, Firestein, which is like <laughs> where I was about to go with it. But. but it is. I mean, well, one should just picture Emperor Palpatine, <laughs> right? I suppose. Yeah, I think that's the appropriate one. All right. This is uh, now. You must come into my lair and defend <laughs> yourself. <laughs> Anyway, whatever, whatever, Francis. however, Benedict talked. It, in my mind, it will always be some sort of uh, cartoonishly evil voice. <laughs> Hello, is this Francis? <laughs> I like Francis your Harvey, on, Harvey put Francis Firestein on the version. Phone. I, I'll put Francis I, I, on that the phone. might be delightful. Why, why do you? Can we hire him to play the Pope? <laughs> uh, a better voice has never existed in. <laughs> In showbiz, I will say that I love his. It's so. I mean, of course, you have to love it because it's so distinctive, right? Right. But he's such a funny character too. Anyway. Yeah, it just always to me. It always sounds like something. It sounds like throat cancer or something. It clearly wasn't. How how yeah. does your voice get to that point? And it it isn't something degenerative. Yeah, it's just been his voice. Like how? What did his he sound life? like when he was? You know, like, was he, did he have like a little kid's voice go through puberty and then just like have that voice? <laughs> I like the idea of he's in kindergarten and you know, the teacher's like Firestein and he's like, here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Dan, this is a yes. surprise. This is a huge surprise story from this week. Uh-oh. Um, LDS. That's uh, Latter-day Saints or members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. The fucking Mormons. Just call them the Mormons. (laughs) The Mormon church employees, their insurance now is going to be covering birth control starting in February. Wow. This is a huge step um, from a church that has also left the decision about birth control up to the individual. Right. They, <laughs> these are not a hardline church on the issue of birth control. Uh, unless you ask, ask some of the members. Unless you ask some of them. Um, and clearly some of those people had some sway with the, the, the church in their decision previously mm. to not cover birth control. Right. And so like when you think about uh, the vast number of people in Utah who actually work either directly for the church or for, you know, its institutions like BYU, right? right. They had no, uh, I mean, they, they could have paid for it out of pocket, but their, their health insurance, which uh, is provided by Deseret Mutual Benefit Administrators, which is the MBA. That's listen, yeah. that was my health insurance all my growing up years because both my parents worked for the church. Yeah, they, it's owned by the church as well. Right. Which is an important detail, I think. Um, so not only would the church just not do it, M- DMBA wasn't going to cover it. Uh, so, yeah. So this went out um, to employees. Uh, says uh, coverage uh, will include oral contraceptives, contraceptive patches, vaginal rings, intrauterine devices, and injectable contraceptives. Emergency contraception, such as morning after pills, will remain uncovered. Surgical sterilization will stay uncovered, except in certain cases, among them being the mother is 40 or older and or has already (laughs) too late for her and or has already had five pregnancies or live births. Wow. So once you've had five kids, uh, yeah, yeah, 
You've procreated. You're All fine. right, fine. Which is funny because people don't may not know this, but five is not a large number for Mormons. Uh, historically, you're right. I think five is now the the large Mormon family. That's true. Who because can the, afford five kids these days? Yeah, like um, I mean, yeah, it used to be like what, like eight, eight or nine. We have when we mutual were friends up. who have at least nine. Yeah, yeah. Th- that was the big Mormon family. Not everybody was doing that, but like. It was expected there were a couple families in every ward that um, would have like just monstrously large families. And those were always fun places to go play because you could get away with murder, right? Because no, because no one was paying attention by that point. <laughs> I always I had some friends down the street who had a monstrously huge Mormon family. And I, I love loved, how judgy the phrasing is. Monstrously huge. They, they had they were like nine kids by the time it was all done yeah, yeah. it was nine. it was like nine and it's just some suburban mom yeah right this was not well, a wealthy I mean, we talked, area we talked last week about some... virtue signaling you want to talk oh. about virtue signaling that's in yeah. mormonism having a big family proved how much better you were than other people yeah yeah that's probably true all right well, there you go. Birth control for the Mormons. Yeah. Uh, we, I, I don't think we need more Mormons. So I'm, uh, I'm going to say I'm in favor of it. Control your births. <laughs> yeah. Mormons. Well, I'm going to take us to the land, uh, the faraway land of Twitter. The mm. Twitterverse, as it, yeah. is, as, 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 as it is known. Seems to be getting uh, farther and farther. <laughs> the land of the lost, the place that Elon Musk destroyed. <laughs> oh my God. And it is, Musk has been fascinating to watch mm. uh, as he continually reinstates people and talks nonstop mm. about freedom of speech, First Amendment, thinking that it somehow applies to his platform, which it doesn't. Right. It's a that is a private platform, but he sure likes to likes that talking point. Right. Until it blows up on him. Right. Which it has done continually since he took over. Right. Uh, and since he destroyed their uh their standards uh group. So, <laughs> right. uh one of the one of the people that he recently reallowed back on uh to to Twitter Mm-hmm. Was our good friend Nick Fuentes? Who oh Jesus! We've uh, we've played some clips of his. He's a real peach. <laughs> He's a uh, he, you know, friend and probable lover of Kanye West. Uh, that is just my personal conjecture. It's not probably true, but loves him. <laughs> Yay! He literally said late recently that he is a uh, ride or die for Yay. Oh wow! Uh, just just okay. so you know. Okay. He's a he's a, a a strong Christian mm-hmm. with uh, what he would consider to be strong Christian values. As a matter of fact, uh, I'm going to let him talk about his own his Christian values right now. I'm going to just play a quick clip. We don't normally do this in the stories, but I'm going to do it. We love Hitler, not in a fucking gay way, okay? We love Hitler in a Christian way, you freak, not in a gay way. Anyway, in like a in like a awesome way, okay. In like a we love Trump way, you fucking liberal. So that's who we're talking about here, right? Yeah, he and, loves Hitler the same way that he loves Trump, and not in a gay way, you right. fucking liberal. Um, <laughs> any guesses as to how long his his reinstatement to Twitter lasted before he was summarily dis- redismissed <laughs> from Twitter? <laughs> 35 minutes. 20 it was it was about a day. He got a really? day out of it. Really? He got, he got a 24-hour period. And they're like, "Oh, oh yeah." <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, that's right. That's oh, there went there wait, he was he was banned for a reason? Yeah, exactly. It it it's a disaster over there. I just, you know, <sighs> I'm surprised when, the when thing you, is still up. When you up buy and a thing and you throw it into a dumpster and then light it on fire, Mm-hmm. You can't just tell everybody that everything's going better. Mm. All right. Anyway, someone may maybe should throw Fuentes into a dumpster. <laughs> I'm not saying light him on fire. That's or anything. I, I heard the, the uh, that I'm not the advocating. Um, 
violence. I'm saying metaphorically, someone should throw Nick Fuentes into a dumpster and light him on fire. Well, metaphorically. <laughs> Jesus, Dan. I I don't even, I don't know what you're actually saying. I don't either. I just don't like that guy. <laughs> I, it's weird. We, it, we do not advocate for violence on not, this show. No, I, genuinely not. Genuinely, yeah. we don't. Yeah. Um, but he needs to go. Yeah, he just needs to be deplatformed from everywhere. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's different than what you said. Metaphorically <laughs> lighting him on fire <laughs> in right. a dumpster. All right. Well, here's um, here's another dumpster fire, I suppose. Uh, 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 David Miscavige. Oh. Uh, Mis- the, the, this is the leader of the Church of Scientology. The, the Grand Dragon of Scientology. <laughs> Um, you know, Scientology, where, 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 where does one start? Um, when talking about, we can't afford to lawyer up, so we don't start too far into it. (laughs) That's probably true. I'm going to tread lightly. Um, (laughs) controversy seems to be following the church of Scientology these days. Shocking. Shocking. Um, They've they've been so good at avoiding controversy for so long. There are serious allegations including allegations of trafficking human beings, right? And there's a lawsuit that um, has been filed. There are three plaintiffs who formerly belonged to Scientology. Uh, They were part of the Sea Org. Um, And they claim that they were forced into into the church's kids and uh, worked uh, into adulthood for the ridiculously low pay that the, the church the Scientologist church pays. Yeah, but they signed that, that billion year contract. That was yeah. on them. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, anyway, um, and the, amongst other sort of legal problems, their Miscavige has sort of disappeared um, <laughs> in large part because the lawyers are having him served, of course, because there was this, there was this case being filed against him. Right. And, uh, the, those that would, you know, deliver, uh, what do you call it? Serve him the papers, right. Of the lawsuit. Um, the, he is, he hasn't been seen in months. Apparently, um, he has been evading them and they keep showing up and to various headquarters and offices and whatnot of the Scientologist church ish, whatever it is. And, uh, and the guards are just like, we don't know where he is. We don't know where he is. can't sue me if I'm not there. Yeah. And so, but, and that's, that's such a great tactic because it's also (laughs) one that doesn't end up working. Right. Because (laughs) last month. postpones things for a long time. Yeah. Well, last month, one of the plaintiff's lawyers filed doc, uh, documents with, um, the court, uh, saying that Miscavige cannot be permitted to continue his gamesmanship. And uh, the uh, uh, a federal judge is going to be deciding soon whether uh, Miss Cabbage can be considered officially served at this yeah. point. Because I mean, apparently, this this just isn't a real tactic, right? right? Like, like no, like you. We know you know about it. That's why you've disappeared, right? <laughs> right? Well, maybe he's just visiting his wife, who has been missing since two thousand seven. <laughs> I'm kidding. He killed her. Oh my God. He had her. Um, her lawyer took five years to issue a statement saying any reports that Shelly is missing are false. <laughs> five just, years it took. She just hasn't been seen. Yeah. That's all. This that is, doesn't mean she's missing. Yeah. So where? yeah, whatever hole she's in, he's <laughs> maybe either. He's there. Maybe he's there. Maybe he's, uh, on some ship, some like he's he's just gone. They do have a boat. They have a very large boat. Yeah, yeah. There you go. So that, yeah. it's one to follow. It's going to be interesting <laughs> to see what happens to David Miscavige. I know. Where are you? <laughs> Where in the world is he's, David Miscavige? He's playing cards with Jimmy Hoffa. Well, he, all yeah. right. Um. Well. Uh. I, I, I'm going to close this out with, we have, I think we've talked about this a little bit, um, but there is a, a big campaign, uh, a billion dollar campaign out there mm-hmm. of billboards and ads on YouTube. Mm. Um, and, and 
literally they they plan to spend a billion dollars. They are stepping up their game. They're getting it. They're they're going as big as it gets. Uh, okay. When you watch the Super Bowl mm. this year, yeah, you're gonna be seeing along along with the uh, the Toyota ads and the various uh, you know Pepsi Coke. Cheetos or whatever. Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna be seeing Jeebus, what? and uh, and the ad campaign, it's literally called "He Gets Us." Yeah, I don't, I, you know, it's, I think that it's peppy. He gets us. It's got a it's it's got a little zing to it. It's it's, it feels like it's it feels like it's a slogan, because <laughs> that's I what don't Jesus think needed. it actually means anything. Jesus, he gets us. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Jesus. He gets us. Like, yeah, I, I mean, and some of them are going to be like, you know, it's, it's things like Jesus confronted racism with love. Jesus was a refugee. Right. Jesus was sick of hypocrisy, too. He gets us. He gets us. <laughs> I don't I don't think it's going to land the way they want it to. <sighs> Literally, they did a huge billboard in Las Vegas oh, no. that says Jesus went all in, too. Oh. A poker reference, right? I don't. I, I, I think they think it's clever. He went all uh, in. He was he a gambler? <laughs> I'm, I'm. That might be what they're saying. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to speak for them, but it seems like a possible uh, interpretation of what they're saying. Did he not? He didn't. So he didn't know if it was going to work or not. Like when he went in to like die for everybody's sins, <laughs> he was like, "This may not work." He's like, "Maybe." Like, like it, it. Sort of it. It works on paper. Right? Taking a big risk here. We, <laughs> we've charted it all out, and it <laughs> seems like this should work. Dad assured me there everything are, would go great. I do still have a few questions about all yeah. of this. There are some. There are some big question marks. Now, the <laughs> thing about, that we didn't know before was where this campaign was getting its money. Oh, oh. we had our suspicions. Okay. I certainly had my suspicions. Right. Uh, you're going to be shocked. Mm-hmm. Brace yourselves. Oh, okay. Uh, it it has come out that it was that idiot Green, uh, David Green from Hobby Lobby. Hobby Lobby is paying for this. Sh- shocking, just shocking. What about Chick Fil A? No, there's no, no Chick Fil A money. That. But what no, about, the Green family um, has, has Forever Twenty One. Shown... Forever Twenty One. <laughs> what are no, some you... other big Christian-owned businesses? Uh, in and out Burger. in and out Burger. Is it? I mean, maybe. Oh, in and out Oh, no. in and out Burger is definitely. they. Yeah, oh, if you look oh, on their okay. packaging, like look underneath your cup, you'll see a, a quote from Revelations. Oh, or a citation up. to Revelations, not a quote. <sighs> Revelation, I should say. Mm. We'll always make that a plural. Anyway, um... <laughs> I'll tell you this, uh, that, that green family has, uh, has really done smart things with their billions. Yeah. Uh, they, uh, this, the first, it was the Bible museum where they, you know, bought countless faked priceless artifacts. Uh, and now it's, now it's this, you know what? I applaud money away them doing exactly that. I applaud it. Like, good. More. Like this this is this is the 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 best you can do with your your money. Yeah. Right. Go for it. Yeah. I don't think this will win over a single what here's millennial? what it will do. It's going after millennials, right? Isn't it sort of targeted at the Oh, it must. The it millennials must. and the zoomers. Millennials and, and zennials and yeah. Gen Zs and whatever. Yeah. Yes. They're the target obviously. It will have exactly zero effect converting anybody. The only thing it will do is maybe make a few people who are already Christians mm. uh, make them feel a little more in group. Oh, oh! It'll give them a little warm in group feeling as they watch the Super Bowl, <laughs> and then the and then literally the collective eye rolling. Of everyone under the age of 40 will probably listen for it. <laughs> You'll be Put able to your, hear it. W- the second you see this on your TV screen, hit mute and just listen to your neighborhood because you'll probably be able to hear the eyes rolling. It'll be a seismic reading. 
of some kind. May, there may even be a collective sigh. A little, a little. The 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 Earth will lose a second off of its <laughs> orbit around the Earth or the the, the Sun. Yeah, as everyone <laughs> just goes. Ugh. Okay. Uh, that's amazing. There you go. I, I I'm taking a big risk here. I don't even know if the Super Bowl already happened. To be perfectly honest with you, I'm not paying attention at all to football. <laughs> Anyway, uh, if you would like to talk about your interaction with Jesus billboards or, uh, you know, ads on the on the sports, please feel free to write into us podcast at thankgodimatheist.com or call and leave us a voicemail message. We'd love to hear from you. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Stick around. There's more show coming up. Well, Frank. Dan. Uh, listen, we already played some awfulness from Nick Fuentes earlier. So <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I'm I'm gonna take us down a, a path. Um, this is this is a, an attorney, a religious right guy from uh, uh, named Matt Star- Staver. Hmm. Um. Hmm. A, a, a boomer, uh, if ever there was one. <laughs> okay. Who uh, who literally is tackling the the real problems of our time, Mm. uh, including that terrible problem of what do you do if a kid wants to come to a school, but the kid's parents are gay. Oh dear God. What do you do? He's, he's going to solve all of our problems for us. So let's, uh, let's listen to what he has to say. If I were running the school, I would not allow that, Um, student to come into the school that is from a same-sex household. Personally, that's what I would do. And I would not allow a student to stay there. Um, And I I know other people may have other views on that because on the one hand, you want to be able to have your ministry as something that's transformative. But look, my view is that whether it's K, certainly K through eight, you know, these kids are not, you, you and I might be able to engage in this cultural war and battle and be biblically grounded, but these kids are not prepared for that. And it is a real disservice to put these kids in the situation, particularly in a Christian school that ought to be a safe environment for them, where they can become very confused and what they experience at that level can be life-changing for the rest of their lives. Um, that's like putting kids in a viper pit. They're not ready for that. Christians not being grounded in doctrine, no matter how the winds blow, but being changed by personal experiences is a problem. In fact, that is the reason why this Respect for Marriage Act passed in the United States Senate. All of those people that voted for it, they were on record that they were in favor of marriage as a union of a man and woman, all of them. Why did they change? Uh, We know from some of their staffers, well, they changed because either someone in their family or people that they know, they found out are homosexual or in same-sex relationships. So they couldn't bring themselves to vote for the right thing that they knew what they're supposed to do, but they didn't do it because of personal experiences. And so be very cautious in protecting those children and do what you need to do to protect them. Welp, uh, there you go. Uh, okay. I, how are you feeling about that, Frank? Um, I don't like. <laughs> I do not like. <laughs> Just don't allow the kid in the school. Don't allow the kid in the school. Literally no, no talk of what to do with the kid like what where that kid goes instead but just just keep him out of the christian school right he can go do whatever he doesn't care what that kid does right but i love the ignore there's this like what are they going to do as statistically what is just going to continue to happen is families just continue to have gay relatives popping up whether it's your own kid or a niece or a nephew or whatever it is 
Like your favorite uncle, your favorite uncle turns out to be gay. Oh my God. Like run and hide everyone. <laughs> right. Not because of anything. <clears throat> and, and this is, it's, it's the crux of it. They just don't want the exposure. Right. Because as soon as you, you, when you know someone, you start to see them as a human being and you start to understand that, Oh, they're not lying to me about this whole born this way thing. Right. Like, um, or, it doesn't matter. Just, it just doesn't just, matter how they became gay. They're a good person. Yeah, I love this them. This is just this right? is just a good person yeah. and I should probably not be cruel to them. Yeah, exactly, right? And and yeah, he's I like just, and then people are going off after they after they, you know, have some exposure to these people and they're not being cruel to the gay people. Yeah. Yeah. It's ruining everything. So keep the gay kid out because you don't want your friend or your kids making friends with that kid. And possibly finding out that their parents are, are, okay, are okay. Yeah. What if your kid comes home one day and decides to not be an asshole to gay people? <laughs> then what? You have failed as a parent, Dan. You have failed as a parent. Yeah. That is, that is a failure. Yeah. Well, we had some folks write into us, call into us. We got uh, missives from foreign lands from oh, all over the world uh, really? coming into us. Um, yeah. This one is from Ricky. Who says, hey guys, big fan of the show. Now, Frank, you'll recall that um, I went on a screed about how shitty the young people are. I, I just made myself as old as possible uh, and, and just said that I had a bunch of professor <laughs> friends oh, no. who were experiencing uh, some, some bad, exp- having some bad experiences. Yeah, that was a with, dicey moment. I, with I, the I'm young people. I'm just going to say it. Damn. Uh, so Ricky wrote in to, to, to at least offer a counterpoint. Um, <laughs> Uh, Ricky says, hey, just heard you ask professors to write in about their Mm. overly sensitive students. Okay. Uh, I don't think, I don't know if I said overly sensitive. If you didn't say it, we all heard it, Dan. Well, (laughs) you need to listen better because it was, it was, it was, uh, it was warriors that were the real problem. Uh, Oh, okay. uh, In, in my friend's classes. Anyway, um, Ricky says, I've been a professor for 15 years now, and I haven't seen what you're talking about. Oh. I have never experienced these type of students, nor have I heard any stories from my department or university. Huh. The only time I hear these stories are from right-wing outlets like Fox News, and now you guys a little bit? It's confusing. Oh. I'm not saying it never happens, but the epidemic of snowflake students is more just is, is just more right-wing hysteria, in my opinion. Huh. So yes, if I implied that it was the 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 thing of snowflakes, uh, mm. I I it, it's the same concept I think that my friend my professor friends have encountered, which isn't which is wokeness. I will say you know like that's what the the right wings people would call it, but it it has gone too far in a couple places. Like some some students oh, who boy. have demanded their way and not actually listened to what the professor actually wanted to teach them and just demanded that the class go in a different direction. And that in in particular, in one case, a gay professor was told that he didn't understand queerness enough for them. He was teaching anyway. It was, it was, um, it was a lot. there, There was a mutiny in one of his classes. Oh, geez. Uh, so there you go. Anywho, it, it doesn't matter. It's fine. Every, you know, every, every generation has to come up with its own way of, of doing things. It's, I, I, and I don't know shit. So I'll go with Ricky on this one. All right. Um, we, we had a voicemail, did we not? We do. Dan, um, a longtime listener and sometimes caller, oh. Navy Dave, chiming yeah. in on uh, something from a, probably about a month-ish ago. Um, we talked about, we played a clip from uh, Jonathan Shelley, I mm. believe is what happened. And he was saying some pretty awful things about uh, Hemet Meta. Um, well, he was just saying st- awful stuff about all us atheists. Yeah, but he was, he was picking on uh, Hemet yeah. specifically. Um, so yeah, so let's, let, let's have a listen to, to Navy Dave's take. Great. Hi, Frank and Dan. This is Navy Dave from the Middle East. Uh, undisclosed location. Um, anyway, I'm calling in primarily because I haven't called in for a long time. Well, you may have known me as Desert Dave from San Antonio many years ago. 
But that was a different incarnation. Um, anyway, I'm listening to 578, and uh, you mentioned uh, Jonathan Shelley, one of my all-time favorites. Um, and uh, the thought crossed my mind when he was talking about uh, him and Tometa. I would be curious to know how much time he has put in listening or reading to any of the things that Mr. Meta has to say. Typically, these guys see that, oh, this guy's an atheist, and then they just go off about all the things that he's talking about. Anyway, I love you guys, and over here, um, you guys do so much to help keep me sane, or at least as sane as I ever get. Anyway, love you. Bye. Well, Dave, thank you. Uh, yeah. We, you know, here, here's the thing about the Internet. Um, one of the things that Frank and I have not engaged in, uh, at this point that we probably should is it, but a lot of people do it's flame wars with other creators. Um, it helps everybody in terms of getting, you know, listeners, readers, uh, Mm. viewers, whatever you're, whatever they're going for. Right. And, uh, and these Christian pastors, they love it. Oh. Your Greg Locks, your uh, you know all these guys, they 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 love getting mentioned by people who hate them. Mm. Hemant's a great uh, thing because he's super active on Twitter. He's always following all of these guys, and then just po- he he doesn't even have to comment. He just posts the things that they say, right? Because they're awful. Yeah. And then uh, and then you know these guys see that you know of course they've got every uh google alert possible for their own names or whatever and then they and then they uh flame him and he flames them and everybody <laughs> wins uh maybe except us well flame war isn't really our brand no i mean we could try it <laughs> who should we pick on oh I don't who should know. who should we flame war with i don't know pick somebody uh, i yeah yeah. We will find someone and then we'll just, <laughs> if you we'll guys, just, you guys can write into us and tell us who we should be flame warring with. We'll just gently lob. It won't be so much a flame war as like, you know, what, what's sort of a, a, a warmth, uh, disagreement. <laughs> We're going to be like care bears where we, yeah. we shoot, we shoot positivity out of our chests. Yeah. At people. Isn't that what, isn't that what we should do? We should find no, no, one. No. I'm going, I'm going Molotov nice cocktail. Thing. I'm going, I'm going full on flamethrowers. Surely we could find one nice thing to say about Jonathan Shelley. Don't you think? Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking probably one of one of them that you can't find anything nice to say. I mean, right? he's not darkening the doorstep of that one strip mall anymore. So that's, yeah, nice. that's a nice thing. <laughs> That's funny. All right. Um, Simon wrote into us. Simon, uh, talk, you know, we talked earlier about virtue signaling. Mm. Simon says, I am a former evangelical libertarian oh. who has made the slow tra- transition over the past decade to atheist, secular humanist, and democratic socialist. Oh, you've gone. Wow. You've gone too far. Wow. You, you turn around and go back a bit. All of, but like, that's, that's a journey. That is a journey. Yeah, I get I love it. it. I love it. Uh, mm. Simon says, my wife, still a believer but not devout, had a conversation with my teenage daughter recently about her sexuality and orientation. She was vague but specific enough that my wife, uh, for my wife to draw the conclusion that boys may not be her thing. Huh. My wife came to me afterwards and was very upset, oh. saying she wasn't sure what to say to our daughter. Hmm. She was upset that she might not uh, get to have grandkids and other such concerns. I listened to her recount the story. And when she got to the point in the conversation where my daughter said, dad would understand, I felt that I had reached peak fatherhood. (laughs) I have signaled those virtues for most of her life and have done so deliberately. When she was probably six or seven, we were watching something on TV that made an offhand comment about non-traditional relationships. Hmm. She was a kid and said something like, that's so silly, boys marry girls. I knew Hmm. instantly that this moment was important. Without hesitation Hmm. and in a conversational tone, I said something like, actually, lots of men marry men and women marry women. Happens all the time. I don't Hmm. uh, know much about fatherhood, but I know that virtue signaling is definitely part of it. 
I think that fact I, I think the fact that Christians and conservatives use the term in a pejorative sense is one of the whole one of the great ironies of the modern age. These people <laughs> define themselves entirely by their particular brand of virtue signaling. Yeah. And they expect the whole world to signal the same virtues or suffer their displeasure. Hmm. I agree, Simon. That is uh that's exactly yeah. it. Uh and, we we're, and well done, Simon. To signal, yeah. Yeah. And uh, and good. tell your wife it's going to be fine. Uh, you can yeah. still have grandkids. Uh, you can still have grandkids, or you can have or granddogs. Listen, you can always listen, have granddogs. My, mom, That's my what... mom had a straight kid. I'm a straight kid. I didn't give her any grandkids. So uh, <laughs> straightness is no guarantee. Especially no, these fair. younger people. A lot of them don't want to have kids. Anyway. Yeah. But gr- grand dog, granddogs are, are important. Grand dogs. That's the way. That's the way to go. Fur babies are are. That's that's where it's at. Uh, well, do we have any new uh, any people to thank? We do indeed, Dan. Uh, we have a new set of supporters. Beth and Allen. That's a, a combo. Oh, Beth and Allen teaming up, teaming up to come in at the elder level. Ooh. Wow. That's some you, big stuff right there. We're going to give you some uh, some special powers. Yeah, you get to go out and... I mean, the first thing you're going to have to do is you're going to have to, like, knock some doors. Yeah, we're going to have right? to send you out uh, on a mission for Thank God I'm Atheist. You have to go and tell some folks about us. Yeah. Convert them to the podcast. Yeah. But you can anoint yeah. with oil now. Yeah. And give go blessings. Go spray oil at people. Throw <laughs> oil on people. It is your right and duty. Uh, yeah, and if you'd like to join them, you can. Um, our website is thankgodimatheist.com. Just click on the support tab and uh, follow it over to PayPal or to Patreon. It's listen uh, if you do this options at at the right level, you can get the Frank and Dan Diaries. People Woo-hoo. are really loving our our cinematic series. We're talking about yeah. movies. Uh, it's yeah. going great. It's exciting the masses. But if you don't like us talking about movies, here's the thing about the Frank and Dan Diaries. You just write into us and tell us what you want us to talk about. And if you're because you're a patron, mm-hmm. we'll just do whatever you tell us. We're we're putty obliged. in your hands. We are obliged to do whatever you say. Yeah. So. Yeah. So there's that. Um, and as always, One Dan. One final person. Yep. We have our top donor to thank our Lord and Savior, Davis. More show coming up. So Dan, yes, sir. Uh, you found this story uh, and sent it over to me about um, a sex trafficking case uh, that has uh, gotten uh, forty-six men in North Texas arrested. Um, yeah, uh, men, men, upstanding men in the community, people who <laughs> people probably have. Uh, high opinions of, you know, people like the local uh, high school football coach, um, a youth pastor, director of operations at a hospital um, are some of the sort of the vocations that are mentioned in this article of the men who were out paying for sex uh, in this commercial sex operation. Or or in some way complicit in the trafficking of people. Yeah, yeah. Okay, gross as well. Um, But the whole thing's really disgusting and gross, of course. Um, and we just kind of started thinking about like what conservatives get wrong about the sexual, um, predators and sexual people who well, engage the, in these sort of activities. what sex trafficking looks like in general. Yeah. Because the conservative wet dream of what sex trafficking looks like, because mm. they do like fantasize not about sex trafficking itself, but about how they are going to be the grand heroes of saving people from mm. sex trafficking. Sure. And what they imagine is the movie Taken, where <laughs> a cabal of evil people snatches, you know, pretty young things right off the street mm. and, and you know, swip, sweeps them up into a, into a, you know, high stakes, you know, billionaires buying them and whatever, blah, blah, blah. Right. Uh, and it's not that that has never happened. But that is such the dramatic minority mm. of 
the cases. Hmm. You know, you've got um, you got what's his name Ballard. Um, hmm? oh, what what project something or other? Oh, okay. I don't know. If I'm uh, familiar with this. What is it? Which is it was a uh, it, it it was located. It, it was sort of here somewhere in uh, in uh, in Utah. It was was where it was based. But it was oh. it was a it it was an anti sex trafficking thing, and he ra- managed to fundraise just so much money. Okay, and uh, and it was all about. Like literally, he had a crack team of hyper militarized dudes who would, who would you know parachute helicopter into small you know in, into third world countries and break oh, up geez. chains of of blah 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 blah. And oh it was God. basically. Mo- I mean, it was it it sounds like wow they're out doing doing the Lord's work. Yeah. <laughs> Um, or they're making a movie, uh, but here's what they weren't doing is really solving any problems. Um, they were raising a lot of money and, uh, and sort of having a lot of bluster. Mm. And then they were like literally ruining the investigations and the, and it was, they were also breaking international law, Oh, sure. but they were ruining real investigations that were happening that were trying to get at the heart of the problem and stop the systemic problem oh rather yeah, than right, right. just rescuing some of the victims which is all he, he would do right so he would rescue some of the victims and then they would be replaced semi instantaneously and the problem would persist right but huh. that's not even but uh, you know this this article that we were reading from the Fort, Fort Worth Star Telegram points to the real issue hmm. um which is like the vast majority of real human sex trafficking, mm-hmm. especially here in these United States, has nothing to do with that. Mm. It is trusted members of the community. Mm. It is football coaches and pastors and priests. Mm. Uh, you know, people who who are beloved people who you know their neighbors would say would would swear up and down they were incapable of this sort of thing yeah right that's yeah. who we're talking about um both as sort of consumers of trafficked people and as uh the traffickers yeah which is you know, i mean i, I just want to i i, I kind of need to dwell on that moment for or, or that that detail for a moment, which is, you know, here are upstanding members of the community, respected members of the community, and they are they're engaged in an activity. You know, even if they're you know, even if they're just the consumer, right? Even if they're just the the participant, right, and not an right. organizer, like prostitution rarely is is like engaged in in a way that's like really a you know where the participants are all consenting right there are settings well, I, where no, I don't there are settings that the, where where that where that happens right and I, and I think that actually the statistics may may not bear that out there, oh, really there are plenty yeah there are plenty of sex workers who are who are just uh, just doing it for to make money and I have zero. I don't think. And I think that's not what we, we're talking about. Yeah. We have zero problem with that, right? If there, if, if someone's out there making money off of their body, I'm great with that, right? But that's not what these these gentlemen are engaging in, right? But here, I think it would be useful to uh, to just mention, for instance, you know, I read we we read earlier uh, to each other, Frank, a definition uh, of sex sex trafficking. Um, this comes from the Justice for Victims of Trafficking Act of 2015. That's a legal thing uh, that defines sex trafficking as recruiting, harboring, transporting, providing, obtaining, or patronizing, or soliciting of an individual through the means of force, fraud, or co- coercion for the purpose of commercial sex. Um, so we're not we're not talking about you know individuals. Going out there and and making making their living through sex work. We mm. are talking about people who are being coerced, and you know the thing that jumps to mind for me, Frank, is mm-hmm. a story that we did uh, a while ago. 
But it was when a lot of the stuff was coming out. I think it was in Pennsylvania. You know, they had done a report on um, priest pedophilia. Mm. Uh, and they had been shuffling, you know, they had been basically like signaling to each other. Priests had signaled to each other which kids they had already groomed mm-hmm. to uh, to to be quiet and to be. Yeah, they were like giving them a special cross or something like that to wear. Yeah, they were giving they them all tokens would recognize. that were that were signals yeah. to other priests. Yeah. This one yeah, uh, has already been groomed for this. Oh, God, that is what sex trafficking looks like. Yeah. You know what I mean? When a when when Yeah. It takes uncle, many forms. Yeah. Uh when an uncle you know gets a trusted position with kids and then you know goes down an ugly road. That is what sex trafficking looks like in the United States. It's it's not the grand cabals uh shuffling people around. It's it's not even pimps anymore. It is it is trusted members of society uh doing awful things. And often it's the ones who have gained power. You know what I mean? It it, it when you look at the pictures of people with Jeffrey Epstein, you're not looking at pictures of, you know, depraved lunatics. You're looking at pictures of people like Donald Trump uh, and people who are <laughs> not, not a is, depraved lunatic. Well, what I'm saying is you're look <laughs> you're looking at people in power. Right. Yeah. Who uh who may or may not have participated in the sex trafficking. I'm not accusing Donald Trump of that. I'm not not accusing Donald Trump of that. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that's the these are the circles that that Epstein ran in. Mhm. So so on the small scale, you know, who is more trusted and beloved and you know, who has more power in a northern Texas mm-hmm. community than a high school football coach? Yeah. Yeah. It's, than a youth pastor. Yeah. That's what we need to be looking out for. That's what that's what human trafficking looks like. Yep. And so anyone who starts to use the term grooming to apply to when a drag queen is nice and does story hour for the kids and they're all entertained. That's not what grooming is. That's just making kids like somebody that you don't, that you want them to hate. (laughs) Yeah. That's the opposite of grooming. And you had a great point when we were talking earlier, Frank, Mm -hmm. about like about the word grooming and its misuse. Do you remember what you said? I no, no. Remind me. You said who benefits. Oh. <laughs> if right, if the fucking word gets watered down or turned into something yeah. that it isn't, yeah, the the grand beneficiary of that are actual pedophiles. Yeah, it's almost like somebody, some very high up person, uh, is 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 <laughs> rebranding some that genius pedophile re- is re- helping to or pushing to rebrand that word yeah. to water its meaning down to make it less effective to be able to have real conversations about. You know, um, so it doesn't apply people. to the people who are doing the actual grooming. Yeah, exactly. It's it's uh it, it's a scary thing, and uh, you know, it, it's until we can look clear eyed at who the bad guys really are, and it, obviously, it's not everyone. Everyone who loves and is kind to a child is not going to be a groomer. That is not how this works. But the people uh, who are in trusted positions are the ones, you know, those trusted positions are the ones that are most likely to be the scary ones. The people, you know, it, 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 what, what we're not saying is that someone who loves and, uh, and is, you know, kind to your child is dangerous. What we are saying is that those positions are the ones, are, are where we need to be looking, mm-hmm. not drag queen story hour. <laughs> right. Oh, golly. Yeah. Jesus. All, All right. right. Well, I'm sure a lot of our listeners may have things to say about this, may have better input to, to add to it, um, resources for people mm. who, who need help. Feel free to send all of those into us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. 
Yeah, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash TGIAtheist. Click the like button. And if you'd like to join one of our members-only lounges, go to our website, thinkgodimatheist.com slash members-only. Yeah, thanks so much to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their fine music. And thanks to Gordon Johnston for the use of his music. And thanks so much to all of y'all for tuning in. We sure do appreciate you. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.